Hello, you guys. It's I, Untamed, and welcome to the Get Caught Up podcast. In just a few moments, we'll bring you our feature interview with author Brittany Pitter. Sit back, grab your wine, and enjoy the show. As soon as I walked in, I noticed you from my above. You were looking like you were a star, for sure. Hello, hello, you guys. It is Untamed, and welcome to the Get Caught Up podcast. I am your host, Untamed, the originator and creator of Untamed Publishing, where we host your favorite author interviews. And for those of you all who are just listening for your first time, just to give you a little background about Untamed Publishing, we are a publishing service provider. We offer services for authors book editing, proofreading, synopsis writing, book trailers, and author interviews. So authors, if you've never had an interview with us, your very first one is absolutely free. And we do that as our labor of love to just give back to the literary world. And we want to take this time out just to wish and, and congratulate one of someone who's very near and dear to to my heart and would be very instrumental where his family is very instrumental and very supportive of untamed publishing to their son cupid who is dancing on the bet hip hop awards tonight and it's already taped so you guys make sure you tune in and just see him perform and also you guys i want to give a special shout out to um big up supporter uh, Fallen by Exodus uh, magazine on Instagram. He is truly supportive and he has the bomb erotic uh, magazine that is out. He has two issues and the third one that is coming. So please stay tuned to that. Well, tonight, you guys, our special guest is Brittany Pitter. And I'm going to read you guys her bio. Her name is Brittany Pitter, and she lives in Louisville, Kentucky. And if God blesses her on November the 1st, she'll turn 34. So we got to make sure we wish her a happy birthday. And her her birthday just so happens to be National Authors Day. She is a published author of three years, and she has a total of six books, which are available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Ever since she was old enough to write and complete a sentence, she has been writing stories, She's a dreamer, but equally a doer. So she made writing her reality. 
Her next goal is to become a New York Times bestseller and to have at least one book on a Walmart shelf. The end goal is to need no introduction and be known for producing great bodies of work. She is married and she, for, she's been married for nine years and she has four beautiful children between the ages of six and 13. She's a full-time writer and a soccer mom and she loves living life. Her Facebook group is called the Queendom Book Club. You guys, so go ahead and make sure you join that book club. And she runs a blog, dopeintroverts.wordpress.com. And I'll let her repeat that information at the end. But right now, I want to introduce to others and just reintroduce to some Miss Arthur Brittany Pitter. Welcome to the UP Hot Seat. How are you doing this evening? Untamed. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Rushing and jeweled out here doing the soccer mom thing. I just got back from the gym. But see, you're you're a soccer mom. You're your mom. <laughs> man, I understand how it goes. I, mm-hmm. I'm doing these these August. Uh, what is it? Started in August with these um, author challenges that they have on Instagram, and basically every day for a month. You got to post something about it. And today is World Octopus Day. I was like, nah, first of all, I'm not eating octopus and I don't want to be near one. But since I wear like eight hats, I was like, I'm the octopus in the family. (laughs) I've actually tried an octopus before. I've had it. It tastes like a rubber band. It tastes... Well, I don't know. I don't think I can get over the initial just look of it, the texture. I'm a texture person, so I think see, I was, it was kind of like a like a like a scallop, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not. Yes. I don't know. He said, "I don't know." I was like, I couldn't get over. T- well, see, first of all, I couldn't get over the picture of my mind of a live octopus. So that oh was- yeah, this was back when I was eating all kinds of stuff, honey. I done done the vegan diet and everything now, so now I am a little bit weird about stuff. But. <laughs> I, I understand completely. Well, for the readers. Brittany, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got in. Get started with being a published author. Um, you covered everything. I am um I am married. I have four kids between the age of six and thirteen. I'm a full-time mom now, stay-at-home mom. Um, but when I got started writing, like actually becoming a published author, because like you said, I've been writing forever. I just never really took it serious. It was more like I sit in the classroom and like write something and then pass the paper to somebody like, here, read this because we're bored. Everybody's bored. And then they pass it on to the next person and we would just pass it around. And, and by the time the period was over with, it's like, oh, my God, when you come back tomorrow, you got to have more for us. You got to have more for us. Um, so that would push me to keep on like writing more, writing more. Um, I did the same thing when I was at work um, at one of my jobs when I worked at the Holiday Inn at the front desk in, in Hopkinsville, my hometown. Um, I was bored. I had finished reading, I think it was one of Wahida Clark's books and was bored and pulled some paper out of the printer and literally started writing like, what would I do? What would I write? And like, okay, what would happen? Like, and every page I just kept thinking, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen to this character? And I would hand, hand it off to the janitor who would hand it off to a housekeeper who would hand it off. And then same thing like is in high school or whatever. Um, but when I actually got published, I was working full time. Um, okay. I was working at uh, Aaron's furniture store and I was a sales manager there. So that's demanding. It's like 50 hours a week plus. Oh, wow. Sometimes you're working plus. And these aren't 
hours, people would think you're walking the store and you'll just see somebody just sitting there doing nothing, answering the phone or something. I'm talking, you got to build furniture and put the furniture out on the floor. Sometimes get in the truck, go knock on doors, like a real, you have to work. Mm. So I'm home tired, mm-hmm. <laughs> able to do it. And I uh, published my first one. You read that one, The Lines of Loyalty. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I published that one in 2016 and then once I seen how easy it was I published my second one then and then so on and so on every every year I would try to publish at least one or two um, books this year I actually published three that's that's a record breaker for me so but that's how I got started I mean I was I was at work working full-time it wasn't, wasn't nothing stopping me I was gonna say well I'll do it when I'm when I got a break or when I you know I just made it happen right then and there I understand. And sometimes that's like the best motivation because it's something about when you, I, I always say it's when your back is against the wall, I guess. You know, and yeah. it's kind of like you want to live your dream, you want to do your dream, but you're so busy. But yeah. you just find every possible valuable piece of time to do it because you're like, I'm not going to be stopped. Exactly. <laughs> I would be at work um whatever I'm doing, it's like, I couldn't keep my mind. You ever feel like that? Like, or maybe washing dishes or maybe just driving. It's always like when I'm in the middle of doing something, these characters and their plot and what I want to happen would be in my mind. And it would be like, I would be literally itching to get home, to get out work, to write. Or maybe on my lunch break, I'll just grab, uh, I'll put download Google Docs on my phone and just type on my lunch break or whatever. But then it would be like, I would get uh, like a, my vacation and I can be off for seven days and do nothing. And then I won't be able to write anything. It didn't. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what it is about being busy. I don't know. It's just... It seems like it does seem like that. It's like um, when you have the time and I guess because your mind is at rest when you're when you're not busy, your mind can rest. So you, you yeah. don't, you know, you're not really pressured to do anything. Yes. And so then when you get yes. busy, your mind is going. So that's when, and it seems like that's when the yeah. characters want to talk to you. That and when you're asleep. I swear. <laughs> Anybody part of bothering me. I always say when I'm asleep and when I'm busy. is what, it, Or like you said, when you're in the middle of doing something. Typically me is driving. So uh, yeah. I always keep my phone handy for me. So I was like, okay, I'm so used to going to my little voice record part of my phone because I'm just like okay let me just speak this into the phone um, so, so I don't forget because I know when I get home I'm like what did I think what, what happened to my mind and, uh, and so I, I, I completely understand that but we are going to get into lines of loyalty and you guys it is a three part series I've read book okay. and I want okay I read the view. Let me just say. <laughs> okay, so guys, I read two books by author Untamed when we first met. We first met like what? Probably the year I was published, I think. 2016, maybe? Yes. She, just the background. She's my cousin's best friend. <laughs> yes, I am. But yeah, so I read those two books by you, Stiletto Mafia and The View. Yes. Honey, I just want to tell you, you already know my review on the book. Yes, I do. But I'm just telling you out there, please read The View and please read Stiletto Mafia. Yes. 
I appreciate it. I certainly do appreciate it. I your commentary um, gave me life. I will say that is you you have left two of my favorite reviews on both books. So, into my reviews. Yes, it is it is not only comical. It's like it's so full of emotion. Those are the ones, of course, you know, as an author yourself. Those are the ones that keep us motivated and you know, gives us, breathes new life into us. And we're glad about, you know, every review, even the good, you know, even the bad, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we're thankful for it. But it's something about those energetic ones where, you know, everyone is you just into it and you're like losing your mind on the review. It's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I lost my reading it. Oh my God. But yeah, you, you deserved Thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I love the lines, Lois, because Okay, uh, um, Yada was is is still one of my book babies. He is, so I'm gonna let you get into telling the readers about the lines of loyalty because I need them to know more about King Yada. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the lines of loyalty is a series that um, book one is what you read, and um, it's about these two friends, Carmen and Seven. They're best friends from the time they meet in high school, like as freshmen, except they're like night and day. One is just completely off the chain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, just out here. And she was raised by a single parent. Um, her mom was on drugs and her father had died and he was killed. So that's what drove her mothers to the drugs and whatever. And so she was just out here learning how to fend for herself. You know, on the other hand, her best friend, Seven, who was also raised by a single parent. I wanted to make that clear because all kids that's raised by single parents doesn't mean that they're just going to fail. Exactly. It doesn't mean that. Um, and so Seven, um, she was a straight A student. She was involved in um, in school things. I think she was on a dance team. And, you know, she, she was more of the positive side of things. But um, she does meet uh, her first love, Mr. Kenyatta who all the ladies are going off of yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> he is visiting the city from the East Coast and he's down there to figure out what happened to his brother because his brother was mm -hmm. killed. Um, and so I don't want to give too much away on that note, but I will say that once he finds out, um, no, the friend, her friend, Carmen, mm -hmm. something Bad happens to Carmen. And once she finds out who did that to her, she wants her best friend Seven to help her kill this guy. Mm -hmm. And Seven doesn't want to do it. Well, she wants to do it because she's that loyal to her. And they've been through that much together. Like she's they've had each other back ever since then. But she is um caught up in doing it because it's her first love's cousin. So, her line of loyalty is, is she going to choose between him or is she going to choose between her? Like, you know, she got to choose between these two people. Who was there first? This kind of thing. Exactly. And I just... Yes. What was... Uh, and what was... And it is a three-month series, okay. so you do get to watch the characters grow. I can't talk about anything besides book mm -hmm. one because I just can't. Like, I'm thinking way too much. <laughs> exactly. And I have to go and get book two and three so I can catch up. 
<laughs> one of these good days but I'm trying to tell you I love I absolutely love book one when I read it like I said Kenyatta is is and will forever be one of my favorite book babes but I just what was your inspiration behind writing the lines of loyalty what sparked that for you um it was definitely like I said that that was the one that was the book that I wrote when I was at work at the hotel okay. Only I didn't know what I was writing. I literally was just writing things down. I didn't know anything about structuring and the body and like, you know, how everybody's crafts, uh, paths will cross. I didn't even have the character Sugar that's in the book. I didn't even have her in the book. She literally, I like added her probably like a month before I even published the book. So I didn't have like any true um, aim at what was going on. I just kind of let my mind do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized how it came together at the end and I was surprised that it was even like that masterful. But I will say that I did want, speaking of the great Tyler Perry, honey, sugar. Whew, you know, he gave me chills yes. yesterday. Um, <laughs> but the way he writes, he can write his most ratchet characters and he's still going to have, you're still going to leave that movie with some type of message. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd say that the inspiration was kind of like how Tyler Perry produces his films. Um, everything that he touches, he has a purpose with it, no matter how ratchet the character is. Um, uh, was it Daddy's Girls, the movie? Yes, that's the name of one of his movies, Daddy's Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think almost all of the characters was characters were ratchet as I don't know what. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> and, and, and I don't care who you were, you didn't leave the movie without leaving with something, though. You know? Um, And so that's kind of what I wanted for each book because everybody who talks negatively about urban fiction or street fiction books, they just think that it's just all ratchet storylines with no meaning. Like you're just reading this crap. It's not, it's not doing anything for you. It's not stimulating your mind. So I wanted mine to kind of be a teacher and kind of be, um, you know, have that purpose in it. So I do take the characters to church. I do, um, I do throw in little different things with different religions, not always just Christianity, um, because I'm not trying to be, you know, make my reader choose, but more so to enlighten. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and I, and you make a very valid point. Um, that is something that is very near and dear to me because that's the one thing that that I aim for particularly as an author you know and I love other authors who embrace that is no matter you know what you're writing about let there be some type of messaging in there because just like you said with Urban a lot of people feel like you're not simulating your mind but I'm like okay there is value in everyday stories and real life stories because there is if this, you know, like for instance, um, just like with your book, with um, Lines of Loyalty, the mother was on drugs, you know, and what the daughter had to go through. There are plenty of people who are out there going through that and perhaps seeing the path that Carmen was headed down, you know, is something that can change them or seeing, you know, what happens, yep. you know, 
just to say, okay, well, I'm going through the same thing. How can I get out of what do I need to do? And probably seeing how Seven lives her life maybe change them. So it is definitely, you know, and that's along the lines of what I like to do as well. It's like you you always have a message in your end, just like you. And I found it very interesting. And I think that's, you know, a lot of times you can you can bounce off the of energies. And I think that's why we have great energy because just like with you, you know, with the series I wrote Never Again No More, I was just like you. I put the character you I mean, I got every <laughs> everybody in there from somebody who's a Bible thumper all the way up to a dope dealer. And I right. you know it's like everybody gonna relate, right. And everybody relates to it because it's just real life and I I appreciate you know stories Thank like you. that yeah. so definitely and, and I like I said I really believe it's one of the reasons why I really was drawn to lines of loyalty because I saw the messaging in there I saw you know the real life the everyday stories the obstacles and the trials yeah. that people go through even as young adults yeah you know? yeah a lot of the time it's not the young adult's choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when people when people bash urban fiction, they have to remember that a lot of us, not all of us, because um, a lot of us just have good imagination and haven't lived it. But a lot of us who have lived it, though, we're writing about what what's on our porch. We're literally writing about what we see. So mm-hmm. to write about something that we have no experience in, you know, it's just it's like we can't help it that this is happening outside but that doesn't mean that the story won't have a purpose mm-hmm. either so when i talk about the person that's, that has a drug addiction i'm also going to explain to the reader how drug addiction is a disease and these genetics can be passed down and maybe you have that genetic or maybe you have that gene and you just it's not used through drugs maybe it's used through your your um your shopping, your retail therapy. Maybe it's used through um, your eating, your overeating, or you know whatever. Like it's it's very enlightening in every page. Like every detail for detail, every page, something someone's gonna learn something somewhere. I don't care who you are, and I've got too many inboxes from women that are twice my age telling me what they've learned. You know exactly. So I know that you know I feel vindicated in that way. Exactly. And I, you know, that is the most rewarding part of it is when the reader comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I enjoyed your story, but more importantly, it helped me, you know, or it, you know, or it healed me. And, you know, and those are, those are the types of comments that make you feel it, that, you know, you're on the right path and that it makes it feel worth it. That is the New York Times best feeling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times bestseller feeling. Like I all day long. Like I, that's a goal of mine. But I'm telling you, man, the re- the way me and my readers read read um the way we interact with each other and their feedback, like that is just fuel. I feel like I'm on cloud nine when that happens. Absolutely. So I want to just, you know, you've been writing for a minute, published for a minute. So just to other aspiring or new authors, you know, what is some advice that you would give them that will help them on their literary journey? Um, I would say always uh, two, two things. One thing, always have a few people look at your work other than the editors. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have somebody that 
reads that genre of what you wrote like a reader a true reader to read it um and tell you what they think of the story just let them tell you whatever they think about it because they're going to tell you oh no he couldn't have had that outfit on because he hadn't even got home yet to change clothes something simple like that you know um and then you want to have somebody that maybe doesn't read the genre that you read that can point out some things that maybe has nothing to do with the storyline like maybe your tenses are off I find that with a lot of even even the big the big dogs, I still see it in their books. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it like uh, for instance, they may say, "I couldn't wait to go out tonight," and it's like you use the past tense of "couldn't" and then you say "tonight," which is present. Mm-hmm. That was something I learned. Hello, you there? Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but that the past tense, present tense things was something I learned by just having a reader who doesn't read in my genre read my book because she wasn't wrapped up in the storyline like that. She was able to point out other things for me. So I would just say have at least two or three people read that are not your editors, like way before you give it to your editors, um, give it to those people just to read it for content because they'll tell you things that you can catch before you get it into editing. That would be one tip. Uh, I had to learn it the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn it the hard way. Uh, My other tip is kind of corny, but it should have been my first tip. Somebody should have told me, but if you, whatever you're aspiring to do, if you're aspiring to be an author or whatever it is, go on Facebook and friend the people in that business that's in that um, doing whatever it is that you're desiring to do. For instance, I, when I published it, I was on Instagram um, and I had not, I was not following not one author, like literally nobody. Mm-hmm. And I was not even on Facebook at all. And all my friends were like, you need to get on Facebook. Cause you, you know, people can share and share. And all. I was like, I don't want to get on Facebook. Like I don't want to connect and I don't want to be talking to people. I just don't want to be on Facebook. So I literally, they made me get on Facebook. When I got on there, it was this massive outpour of support but something still didn't click, like follow some authors. So I don't know what made me do it, but, but I started following authors. till I had about, maybe I was friends with a hundred authors on there. And the reason I say that this is the tip is to follow authors, be friends with authors or whatever it is that you're trying to do, because you're going to find yourself saving money and you're going to learn things that you wouldn't have known if you didn't talk to people that's doing the same thing that you do. Um, like when I like paying, I paid like $200 for my first cover. I would have never guessed that I could go on Facebook and find a cover for $25 or $40. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's editors and they have different deals. Okay, so I would have never guessed that I would find editors on Facebook that would be, they have like monthly deals or like this month I'm doing this many words for this price or come to this group where we uh, read and review each other's works or come here and like, you know, it's just, it's a big support system. Everybody's trying, everybody does have the same goal, but there are a lot of people that have um, more than one hustle and it's something that you could probably benefit from. So it's like, you know, you need to um, network with these people that are doing the same thing as you. It's not that you're there to challenge, to be challenging or anything. And it's not like, you know, you should feel intimidated. They definitely, you know, every, we all reach out to each other. I just, 
I think following the authors have been probably one of the best things I had ever done in my whole journey, period. And that is, that's solid and very sound advice because like you, um, I'll say it like this. I was, I kind of scratched the surface of it, you know, in in my research to when I first was published to try to find the, you know, a publisher, I was inevitably just searching, you know, and I started, of course, social media was the first place I started. I was already on there, but Mm -hmm. I was searching, you know, publishers and traditional versus non-traditional publishing. And so that's how I started running into different authors. Well, people who I was seeing what they were doing and how they were working, you know, I started following them and reaching out to them like, hey, can I, um, do you have, are you under a publisher? You know, asking simple questions like that. And then once I, you know, actually started submitting and I got the pub, got with the publisher, because I was traditionally yeah. published at first, then I went self-published, now I'm both, I'm with a yeah. major and indie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on both sides of the railroad track right now. And <laughs> I think too, I, me and you are both introverted. Mm-hmm. I think me, I'm like super severe, <laughs> severely, but the biggest challenge has been for me to come out of my shell, just yes. come out of it. Every time I make a post and I just cringe and like, oh, I don't want to post this. It's like, okay, post it because I need to connect with my readers so that they can see who I am, like my personality, that kind of thing. And and go ahead and reach out to that person if you don't know them, whatever. Like I've just been trying to get more comfortable with coming out of my shell. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's actually been really, really, really beneficial because I challenged myself for this past month to do like a 30 day post every day, mm-hmm. post something for 30 days, promoting myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my book, Blake, got the most page, re- page reads that it's ever had in this one month. And it's been published for two years. So it's like, all I got to do is come out of my shell and it's fine. And that is true, because I am introvert as well. You wouldn't think that we are, but most, I know. a lot of authors are well. introverts. We, we're doing well to be introverts. <laughs> and I'm like you, I, I, and I'll see something, I'm like, I'm not going to post that. Or, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. do, and I was like, let me let people um, see my personality, because yeah. as we both can see, like, when you post something, I love the fact that you ha- you are hilarious and you're spontaneous <laughs> when you do stuff. And people will come to me like that... <laughs> <laughs> they don't know me now. This is funny because, of course, as introverts, we know, like our close friends, people we hang out with, they know our real personalities. You know, they right. know how we are. Right. And so it's hilarious to me when I see people that'll pop up in my DM or in a message and be like, you are hilarious when I post something that's funny. And they're like, right. I didn't notice you would yes. smile like that. And I was like, because I don't with everybody. <laughs> right. I just can't. I mean, my, my best friends, they know. They know how I am. Like, <laughs> super super just reserved and I'm super private mm-hmm. they know everything they probably know too damn much but <laughs> I'm super private but whenever whenever um I do try to come out of my shell a little bit they'll clown a little bit like girl now you know you didn't want to post this so I'm trying to be great let me be great right, right. let me be great I'm trying to be you I'm know and it's so yeah. funny because yeah. and I, I get it because they'll they'll tell you oh you gotta come out your shell and yeah. then if you post something hilarious they're like oh that's not you or you post something right. hilarious, they're like what's wrong with you right. <laughs> like, Girl. I'm trying to come out of my shell okay hey, just a little bit the, the New York Times I'm coming for you so if I gotta come out of my shell a little bit more that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> 
I know that's right. I know that's name it and claim it. Name yes. it and claim it. The New York Times bestseller list. And I just, you know, and not only just that list, right? It's is bestseller USA Today chart to hit them all. I got Nashville, I think, on Amazon. I don't know how much that counts. But hey. my first goal was just charting, and I was able to uh, obtain that thanks to my publisher, Robin Charte. Shout out to Brand Bullies. Uh, right. I was able to obtain that last year on my second drop with them. So, I mean, I was like just floored. And then the, it happened like twice in that week. So that was nuts. So I'm ready for the next step now. Like, I know, I know. Yeah. That is that is an amazing feeling um, yeah. to to be able to chart well, on any chart in, you know, Amazon, um, whether it's Amazon, USA Today. But, you know, it's even just like I said a long time ago for any author, if anybody gives your book a chance, because this is so many authors and so many books, if anybody gives your book an honest chance and reads it, you know what? That's a blessing in and of itself because it is is so much, you know, material out here. And for them to take the time and to just, you know, choose you to say, okay, I want to see if I enjoy this person's book. That's yeah. a blessing. And it I is. and I have always said, I said, if one person read my book, I'll be happy. Now, I've moved that up since then. I'm like, okay, now that one person done right. read my book, I, I think I'm going to keep going with this thing. Now. Right, yeah. I ain't never satisfied. I can't get comfortable. It's, uh-huh. like, it's like, you know, I was like, okay, I'll be satisfied. And then you get that little taste. I always say it's the taste. Which yeah, it tastes is like, uh, no, you know what? I think I'm a little bit more parched. I need, I'm a, a little bit more thirsty for somebody else to read now. So, right. I would, yeah. I, would, I, I totally agree. And I support you to the moon and back on your yeah. journey to New York Times bestseller. Like, always. Ever it's, since we first started talking, always. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like I say, have motivated me to know like I don't know if you know how much you have motivated me but I you know I hope that in some way I have reciprocated that back the best thing oh my gosh um I think one of the best things and the and best compliments actually came from you and I still talk about it to this day because you was like you coming for the GOAT status in writing and I was like yeah, what? Definitely. What? That's no lie. And I was, and I was like what? Are That's you no saying? lie. And you I know just... I for one I I thought I've never read um a, a co-written book. I've written one but I had never read one. Um but I think it, I think y'all's came out before ours did. But I was nervous about reading it because you never want to be able to tell who wrote what, who the two different characters are. Now, me and my pen sister, shout out to Tiff Smitty, because that's who I wrote my my co-wrote book, my uh, book with that we co-wrote. Okay. I can't even talk. And then shout out to C. Wilson, because she, that's my, uh, those are my two pen sisters, my best friends. She read the book by me and Tiff and she said the same thing but I think it's true and I think every reader thinks this when they pick up a book written by two people you don't want to where the writing stands out at mm-hmm. and I was nervous when I picked up Stiletto Mafia like oh please make this just be like one person wrote it please make it good when I tell you it was just like one person wrote it I couldn't tell if it was because I read um, Valencia's work first and I read your work next so I couldn't tell who wrote what <laughs> and then 
when that twist hit right there in the middle of the book, sis, <laughs> I was down. Like, no, I was just no more good. I was like, oh no. Yeah, y'all about to be great. Cause it was so good, like for real. It really was. Well, I appreciate that. And I am gonna definitely make sure you shout out the titles for the books with your with the co the co-writes with your other authors. Okay. So that they can get those as well. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to go ahead and do that because I want everyone to because we're talking about lines of loyalty tonight. I know we focused on that, but like you said, you have other titles. I know you have Blake and mm-hmm. you have other co-writes. So I'm gonna give you a chance to just shout out each one of those books and tell you know the readers and listeners a little bit about each one of those okay, so that we can okay. we can get all of the good tea. <laughs> get all the good stuff. Okay, first of all, you guys can go on Amazon too. Type my name in Brittany Pitter, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y Pittard, P-I-T-T-E-A-R-D. Type my name in and you can just read all my reviews. Just just so that it vouches for what I'm saying. Because I'm the author. Them is my kids. I'm gonna say they're cute. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. <laughs> so right. I need you to go see what the neighborhoods think too. They think they're cute too, honey. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I co-signed that. I co-signed that. You think they you too. So, um, okay. So the lines of loyalty, we already talked about that's Carmen Seven of Friends. Um, but some things happen and I cannot, I literally can't speak on book two because of so much thing, the way everything ends in that book. I'll just say that there's a lot of growth that takes takes place in book two. Book two is called The Lines to Loyalty with the number two in it. A lot of people got that confused when they came out. The first one is the lines of loyalty. Book two is the lines, the number two, loyalty. Um, It picks up a new character in that book though. And the new character's name is Blake. So there is, Blake does have her own book. It's called Blake, Passion Over Fear. And that book is, uh, I think we're in Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Yes, we um, are. So it's it is it's dealing with domestic violence. It does get a little um, cruel, uh, but again, I always have messages and everything. There are some messages in there in that book. She's basically on a quest to. She she had a one night slant stand. Excuse me, I can't talk. She has a one night stand, and she slept with this guy, and she ended up pregnant. And so oh, she. Wow. And she, they never talked again. And her kid is five years old and she needs to find him now. And it's like an emergency that she finds him. So she's kind of having to go back to her, where she met him and start from scratch and trying to find this guy. But meanwhile, she has somebody on her tail the whole time, like tra- tracing, her, tracing her down, like in a domestic way, like it's not good. Mm. So she's trying to follow her passion over the fear of what could possibly happen if this person gets to her. So I'll just leave it that is that. That's why I can't talk too much about the Lines of Loyalty series because I'm telling y'all, y'all, it's not a joke. It is not a game. That series is so fire. Like, oh Lord, if I can just do one again (laughs) like that, like that'll be a big blessing because that (laughs) took so much out of my soul. Like, Uh, I can't believe that. (laughs) I can't believe it. Blake. So she pops up in book two of the lines to loyalty. Okay. She pops up probably right in the middle or towards the end or whatever. And then in the third book, which is the finale, it's called 
the final lines of loyalty. She is a main character in that book. She's she's like, she becomes a main character in book three. So it's vital for anybody, any of my listeners that's read the lines of loyalty. Even if you only read part one, go read Blake right now. Like stop and just go read Blake right now, period. Like it's gonna make you pick up the lines too. Um, but if you read the whole series, there's really no wrong or right way to read the series because they all read like stands standalones. Even book two and the final, they all read like standalones because I cover everything, you know. Um, but if you want the best experience, I would say read the lines of loyalty, read Blake, and then finish the loyalty series. Oh my gosh, like you would you will die. Like my readers have been in my inbox all week long, ready to kill me about the final lines of loyalty. I can't talk about it, but Untamed, when you get your hands on Kenda, uh, on um, Kenyatta, <sighs> me too, but. And then oh, I have, um, have a book called She Was My Best Friend. Uh, that was written with the girls of Brand Bullies. Um, and what we've done on that was we created a box set of, I think it's six books. Is it six books? Six books, it's like a series. The only thing is we all, are giving our own version of what we would want our story to be about. Nothing is connected. So it's not like you have to read book one to find out who somebody in book five is or anything like that. Every author took the title and did what they wanted to do with the title. Uh, all the colors are different, but it's the cover is the same, but all the colors are different on the covers. It's called She Was My Best Friend. My book is called Terry and Chardette. That's who I wrote about. Um, just these two girls that had a falling out. I'm gonna tell you right now, it was not over a dude. Yep, well, that's good. <laughs> it's always what they are about. This is not over a guy. This is a ratchet book here, and it's just ratchet to be ratchet. That would be the one book that's just ratchet to be ratchet. I don't know okay. if there was. I said it wasn't any too much. I don't think I put a message in there, but everybody's saying that there was messages in there. So maybe I just naturally do that. I don't know. That was probably natural because it, it, even in your description when you said that there was a falling out, uh-huh. that in and of itself is going to start a message because it's going to be something. Well, yeah, both of them have to be wrong, and yeah. you know somebody has to be. You know, both of them could be wrong in their own ways, and both of them could be right in their and own they were. ways. They were right <laughs> in their own way, and they were wrong in their own way. You're absolutely right. They were. You got. I got a head full of gray hairs, so I just be throwing wisdom out there and don't even be knowing it. I just. <laughs> See, see, absolutely, because at the same time, when you have a falling out with your friend, you know, about anything or anybody that you have fallen mm-hmm. out with, there's some type of lesson that's going to be garnered for them because it's something that you could have done differently, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I'm sure, I'm positive that there's a message in there. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't think everybody's story is wrong. Everybody, both parties can have their story, what their story meant to them. That doesn't mean it was wrong. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But read that. It's really good. Um, check out all the other ones. And then the last book that I have available right now. So I have a total of six books right now available. Um, the last one that I have, not last, because it's no particular order. This one actually is my favorite book out of everything I've ever written. Even though The Lines of Loyalty is like my oldest child, this book here, Truth Hits Harlem. I swear. Okay. Listen, listen. I can't, if I could even tell you So Truth Hits Harlem is about a girl named Harlem. She was raised by her older brother who um, was very strict on her while she was growing up. 
Um, she never knew the reason why he was so strict and in, in, in everything. I mean, very particular. When you go to the mall, make sure you park right here in this lane. Make sure you're not all past this, past this time. And this girl's over 18 years old. Like, she's an adult. Um, she just thought, you know, maybe he was in the streets and he had enemies, whatever. But it turns out that it was way more than that um, in his reasoning why he was so strict. But she doesn't find all these reasons out until he dies. So she finds him dead in like the first few chapters. That's not a giveaway because Amazon's going to give you that. But I'm just saying um, it's more about her discovering her independence because she was raised to know not how to do anything. She didn't have to pay a bill. She didn't have to lift a finger. All she had to do was go shopping and be cute every day. You know, um, she wasn't even allowed to date. So just the battle of being not used to being in a relationship and dealing with that type of heartache and that kind of thing, you know, um, and just becoming a woman on her own without her family. Um, and then she finds out a lot of things towards the end of the book. She just gets a revelation of so many things and so many family secrets. That's one of the plays on the title Truth Hits Harlem because her name's Harlem. So the truth comes to her. But also that a love interest, maybe a guy named Truth, <laughs> he actually hits Harlem, like sexually. Oh, <laughs> so goofy. But so that there's like a, a play in the words. Um, and I, I can't I can't go any more into any more details okay. because it is so many spins and loopholes. Like if everybody always talks about the surprises I put in the books. This one right here, imagine another great great mind exactly like mine, Tip Smitty, putting her mind and her spins and her surprises on it along with mine. Just imagine all that, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it gives me the feeling of when I read your book. It does, uh, The Stiletto Mafia. It's, it's like that. Uh, but it's, it's good. Um, that's my baby, though. That is my favorite, 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 favorite book that I ever wrote. So. See, I mean, it makes sense. They say I always say the babies are the ones who get treated the best with the kids, you know, the oldest yeah. one. Then you love the oldest one, but they the oldest, and the babies yep. always get pampered. <laughs> and, and then and every night when I would have to turn my chapter into her, she, I didn't want to disappoint her by just typing some garbage. You know, I wanted her to be floored when she read the chapter, like, what? And then right. she'd read it to me, and I'm all comfortable and snuggled up reading like I got a book and it's a good ass book and I'm like girl you know and we wanted to keep giving each other that so just imagine what the reader gets exactly oh yeah it, it's it's so dope when somebody matches your fresh and then they can appreciate your <laughs> your dopeness oh, yeah. yeah it is yeah for sure and I, I understand that feeling completely I've sure. written with two different co-authors and I go through that all the time and it, boy I tell you what nothing will get you more excited about writing than someone who shares that excitement with you and you yes. can bounce ideas and, and thoughts off each other and feed yeah. off each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, I want you to give the listeners your social media information and how they can contact you and, you know, continue to harass you about writing more books. I love it. <laughs> and give you their honest thoughts and their feedback and so that they can keep you motivated and keep you going with the writing and just support you in any way that they possibly can. As you guys need to support her, she's a dope author and I mean that. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. Ditto, you are too. Thank you. Um, Guys, I'm working on Sugar right now. That's the next book that will be released and I'll just say that. Um, But you can find me on Facebook my name on there is just author Brittany Pittard, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, 
P-I-T-T-E-A-R-D. I have a like page on there, same name. When you type in author Brittany Peter, both of those pages pop up. So like my page. You can find me on Instagram. It's authoress. Brittany Pittard, I don't know why it's different, but it is. Authoress, Brittany Pittard on Instagram. Um, you can DM me. You can um, message me on Messenger. I usually reply with, at least within an hour, I reply. Um, and you can find me on Pinterest. For people who like to pin, I'm addicted to pinning. So people who like to pin, <laughs> you can actually type my name in there and you can find my books there too. I have a, a, a board that's dedicated to books and all the books that I love reading and my books are on there as well. And you can find my book on there and pin it. Go share my pin of my book on there. That's absolutely right. Now, I'm not a Pinterest person. I am on Pinterest. I'm just not a Pinterest person, but I'm going to go on Pinterest look and look just for you. Just go so middle. I can share. Yeah. <laughs> go battle around on Pinterest. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight and listening to you talk about your books. You are definitely an inspiration. And also, I look forward to reading and getting your books and reading them. I, I promise I'm going to make some time to do it. I know you will. You know, I mean, I remember you saying you were going to read the lines of loyalty and then like all of a sudden three months later I get an inbox out of nowhere like okay I read your book I was like you did like I was so shocked but you run I mean you literally have a whole publishing company you have like 50 you wear like 50 hats like I I don't expect you to just be beating down my my books doors Uh, (laughs) you know whenever you get to them you will I know you will so I'm I just thankful and, that you were able to peek at one at least. I know I will, and I'm definitely going to peek at the other because I would now. You know what? I, I, every time I, I I talk to you, especially when I I get to actually hear you talk about your books, I get so excited because. You know, one thing I can honestly say is you can sell your books, which is a great trait. And Thank you. <laughs> like I, I'm ready to read this best friend story in Blake right now. So <laughs> check <laughs> them out, check them out. I think I because I know you, you'll love Blake. Absolutely. Look, and I'm probably sometimes be at two o'clock in the morning, like uh, I'm gonna read this book. <laughs> then you regret it tomorrow, and then you're mad at last night's Untamed, and the morning Untamed's mad, and then last night, like, the morning girl, she can deal with that. Exactly, exactly. Morning Untamed, she got this shift. The, the night Untamed, to <laughs> do what she wanna do. <laughs> That's her shift. Oh. Let her worry about that. I'm worried about myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you tonight. You're welcome back on Untamed Publishing podcast anytime, especially when Sugar comes out. When Sugar comes out, that's probably when I'm coming back. Yeah, I call myself doing a tour in my head on on the podcast. I'm doing a podcast tour. I'll yeah. be back, honey. Yeah, come on, mm-hmm. come on back, you and Sugar, because I remember Sugar from book one. So yeah, we gonna have, yeah. gonna have to come back with Sugar. Well, oh, connive um, itself. Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a hush before I give that away. Okay. <laughs> you guys go out and pick up the lines of loyalty, Blake, and also um, she was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And Truth hits Harlem. Yes, that one too. See, look, yes. I'm, oh, have mercy. My two AM stuff gonna be just so running, it's just oh, running man. amok. <laughs> and I know I'm gonna hear all about it. I, my inbox will be open. It, okay, well, thank you so much because you know <laughs> I hit you up. <laughs> oh, and shout out to my readers and the Queen of Book Club. I cannot forget y'all. We we okay. kick it every day. I could never forget y'all. Oh my god, I love y'all. Oh, thank you, guys. 
I got to get on there. So I don't know. I need to join the book club. Look, I'm yeah. like, wait a minute now. Did I, I missed this one. Okay, we're going to join in on the Queen. And this is actually Reader's Group Month. So you guys, make sure you support Queendom Book Club. Oh, my God. If you love to read and just have fun, like, it ain't always every single day about books. We just act a fool. Like, it's really just an awesome group. Everybody's interactive. It's an amazing group. Like, we do giveaways. I go live all the time on there for book discussions. It's an amazing. I love those ladies. Like, absolutely love them. Okay. All right. You guys will join Queendom Book Club on Facebook groups and have you some fun and discuss some books. And we we are definitely going to, I'm going to join so I can join in on some of this fun. Yeah. Let, let, let my hair down a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Grab you a glass of wine or something. Grab me a little glass of wine. Let my hair down a little bit so I can joke and have fun online a little bit. <laughs> love to have but, you. What? Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was a pleasure having you. And you guys, if you all are wanting an author interview, just go to www.untamedpublishing.net. Hit the contact us page and send us a message and we'll get back to you. If you would like to donate to this podcast, you can do so from the homepage at anchor.fm forward slash Untamed Publishing. You're able to follow Untamed Publishing on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Untamed Pub, um, Instagram, Untamed Publishing LLC, and on Facebook at Untamed Publishing. And also, if you would like to follow me, I can be found on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and yes, even Pinterest at Author Untamed. So, <laughs> either way you go, I'm on there. The only thing I'm not on is Snapchat. <laughs> Same. I, I got a little fake one, but ain't nobody on that. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not on Snapchat. I, I leave that one for my for my young kids because yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Again, it has been a pleasure, Brittany. And you have a wonderful Thanks evening. For having me. You too. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
girl that no one 